Welcome to A Meaningful Mess, a podcast for educators who want to engage and empower gifted learners. Whether you specifically serve gifted learners, have gifted learners in your classroom, or just want to know more about what gifted learners need from the school experience, you are in the right place. I'm Andy McNair, and I'm a keynote speaker, author, educator, and mom of my own gifted kiddos. And I know that teaching gifted learners can be challenging. But you know what? It's also incredibly rewarding. Throughout this podcast, I'll share practical ideas and strategies that will help you create a meaningful and engaging learning experience for your gifted students. I'll also talk about Genius Hour, a powerful approach to learning that can help learners explore their passion and purpose as they develop their talents. So if you're looking for ways to reach your gifted learners, I invite you to join me on this journey. Thanks for listening. I'm so glad that you're here. Hey, you guys, welcome back to episode 81 of a Meaningful Mess podcast. Happy New Year. I absolutely love New Year's and all of the possibilities that it brings. I always feel like a new year is like an open door and you have the opportunity to kind of look back at the journey you've been on to reflect and to think about what you would have done differently and to consider the things that you're really proud of. But we also have the opportunity to look ahead at all that lies before us. And I think it's just such an exciting time. So happy 2024. I am so excited and thankful that you're on this journey with me. Um, Today, we're going to be talking about something that I think is really important to consider in the new year. And I think it's something that we really need to start making a priority in the classroom. If you follow me on Instagram, you've heard me talk about this all week this week. Today, we're going to be talking about wonder and why we have to make it a priority in the classroom and why it's a really good idea to teach your students to wonder before implementing something like Genius Hour. So let's dive right in and let's talk about this idea of cultivating a willingness to wonder in the classroom. Room. You know, as I say that phrase, cultivating a willingness to wonder, um, if you listen to me often or you've heard me share, you know that I am really careful about the words that I use because I think that words matter. So, first of all, I do think that a willingness to wonder has to be cultivated. It's not going to happen overnight. It's something that we have to kind of work at and nurture and grow. And that idea of a willingness to wonder is important because I don't think wondering is something we can force our students to do. It's something we want them to be willing to do around everything that they're learning and studying every single day. Wonder is something that should be embedded in their learning experience from the moment they walk in the classroom until the moment they walk out. And then the reality is they ought to be able to take that skill with them and use it every minute of every single day. Wondering is important and it is something that can be used in the classroom and beyond the walls of the classroom. And when that's the case, it's definitely something that should be prioritized. So let's talk about wonder and why it's so important. You know, when we think about pre-K or kindergarten classrooms, oftentimes we visit early childhood classrooms or uh, primary primary classrooms, there's a lot of questions being asked, right? The students are asking how, what, why? But if you visit older classrooms, I think about the grade levels that I taught, fourth and fifth grade, and then middle school and high school, as you start getting into those upper grades, 
they stop asking those questions. Not all of them. I recognize that there are still some students who are very good at wondering. But for the most part, a lot of our learners begin to realize wait a second, this isn't how we play the game. We play the school game by coming to school, being given information, and then regurgitating that information to let others know how much we know. And I'm not suggesting that there is, you know, I don't want to say that there's never a place for those things, but if that's all we're doing and we're not making wonder a priority in the classroom, that's a huge mistake. And honestly, it's a huge disservice to our learners because being able to wonder, to ask questions, to consider innovative solutions, to take risks, those all involve wonder. And if they can't do those things, they're going to be re it's going to be really hard for them to find their place beyond the walls of the classroom if we consider what society looks like today. And so we can't just keep doing things the way we've always have just because systematically that's the way it works. We have to ask ourselves, like, is what we're doing preparing them for what they're going to experience beyond the walls of the classroom? And unfortunately, I think so many of the things that teachers are asked to do or expected to do just don't match up with that. And as educators, I think so many of us know that. And it's important to just keep saying that out loud. And so thinking, thinking through you know, wonder and how we make this a priority, I wanted to really come up with three simple strategies that you could use that wouldn't require a lot of time, not a lot of effort on your part, because I know plates are full right now, but that would really put our learners in a place where we're cultivating that willingness to wonder. And so that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna go through and talk about these three strategies and whether you're implementing Genius Hour or not, I think these can be utilized utilized in any classroom, any content area, any grade level. All right, but let's talk a little bit before we get into the three strategies about why this is important if you are implementing something like Passion Projects or Genius Hour. I've oftentimes shared that when I introduced Genius Hour to my learners, I thought they were going to be so jazzed, right? I thought they were going to be so excited. I was going to get Teacher of the Year. <laughs> that did not work out. They were not excited. In fact, they pushed back a little bit and said, hey, we just want to go back to the worksheets. Like, we don't even know what's happening right now. And I remember, you know, I look back on that moment and I think the reality is they were uncomfortable with wondering. I had never, unfortunately, put them in a place where they had to wonder about something new. They were so, I was teaching gifted learners at the time, and they were so used to telling me what they know that they weren't super comfortable with telling me what they didn't know. And even when we started Genius Hour at first, when they gave me their project ideas, they were giving me project ideas that basically were going to be research projects around the things that they already knew. And we had to really get to a place of, no, I want you to wonder. I want you to ask hard questions. I want you to want to solve really big problems. And that took us a lot of time to get there. It didn't happen overnight. But if I could go back and change anything about our Genius Hour experience, I think it would be that I would have cultivated that willingness to wonder before starting Genius Hour so that they knew what that should look like. And I've, I've talked to so many teachers uh, kind of in November and December and over the break that are going to be implementing Genius Hour in this next semester or maybe the next school year, and they're starting to prepare. And one of my biggest pieces of advice would be, hey, make sure 
that you are starting to build this foundation of wonder before kind of kicking genius hour off. And so I just wanted to share again, these three simple ways that you can make that happen. Um, we're going to start with something that a lot of you have probably heard of. You may even already have in your classroom. But the first idea that I have or first strategy is to have a wonder wall in your classroom, whether you teach kindergarten, whether you teach middle school, high school, having a dedicated space in your classroom where your learners can post the things that they wonder is really important. Now, some of you may be thinking, oh, I could do this digitally. You 100% could. You could have uh, something on Microsoft Flip where your students are verbally sharing what they wonder. But I think there's something to be said about a physical space where every time they walk into the classroom, they see the words, I wonder, because what that does is it triggers that idea of like, oh, when I'm in this classroom, I have the freedom and I have the opportunity to ask questions and to wonder about things. And so thinking through that, a wonder wall, again, could be digital, digital, not a word, uh, digital, but it could also be that physical space, which I think might even be more powerful, where your students can just grab a sticky note and just post something that they wonder. Now, you could do this a couple of different ways. You could, um, if you would like, the wonders could be connected to the content. Maybe you're uh, studying a specific time period or a specific um, place in the world or a concept, whatever that is, they could post their wonders around those things. But maybe on Fridays, you just let them post whatever they wonder, right? I wonder why the sky is blue. I wonder what that statue outside the school, why is it there? Who built it? Like, just what are the questions that they ask? Because what that does is it encourages them to always be thinking about what they're wondering, even when they're not in your classroom. And that's powerful because we want them to see how important it is to wonder in the classroom and how they can take that skill of wondering and use it beyond the walls of the classroom. So again, having a dedicated space in your classroom, you could just have the words really big, I wonder, dot, dot, dot. Uh, these are called wonder walls. They're very popular. I think it's a great way to start Genius Hour. In fact, a lot of times I get asked, you know, how do you kick Genius Hour off for primary students, K through two? And my suggestion is always have a wonder wall, let your students post the things that they wonder, and then let them vote. They can't vote for their own or they're all just going to do that, but have them vote on the wonder that they want to explore as a class. And then you guys do that wonder as a passion project together. So you would go through the framework of Genius Hour, the six P's of Genius hour. If you don't know what those are, just visit my website, andymcnair.com. Click on Genius Hour and you'll find the six P's there. But go through that as a class. And then as they get older, third, fourth, fifth grade, those can become group projects. And then sixth through 12th grade, I really believe that Genius Hour should be independent projects from there. Um, but thinking about a wonder wall. That is something really simple that you could make happen in your classroom tomorrow. It's not something that requires a lot of time, a lot of prep. What I would do is create the wall and then I would put a couple of examples up of the things that you wonder. So you can be modeling that and continue to do that. Let your students see you as a wonderer. Like, oh my gosh, Mrs. McNair actually has questions. Like, that's crazy. But the more they get to see 
wondering, and you can even invite your principal to come in and post what they wonder or have other teachers come in, whatever that looks like. I think a wonder wall is a really small, simple step you can take toward cultivating that willingness to wonder in your classroom. So Wonderwall, I'll, I'll include some resources about Wonderwalls in the show notes. You'll be able to find those at andymcnair.com slash episode 81. I'll try to include some examples and blog posts that I find. Wonderwalls are a great start. All right, number two, wonder walks. So I want to be clear. We just talked about wonder walls. Now we're talking about wonder walks. I actually did this with my students before we started Genius Hour in the classroom because I just wanted them to get familiar with what it felt like to ask questions. Because I was working with gifted learners, they were very familiar with giving answers, not always familiar with asking questions. And so I wanted them to get into this place where they were just walking and looking around and asking questions about the things that they saw. You know, in the Genius Hour Skills Enhancement Suite, if you haven't seen that yet, definitely check it out. Again, you can go to my website, andymcnair.com. Um, and I'll put the link to this in the show notes, but it's andymcnair.com slash GH resources. And the GH is capitalized. But um, in that, in the um, enhancements, the skills enhancement suite, <laughs> words, you will be able to find, um, I started off some of the lessons or some of the learning experiences with really asking students to just identify problems. What are some things you see around you? Because they're not always used to looking for those. And so when you kick off something like Genius Hour, it can be difficult for them to know where to start because they're just not used to that way of thinking. They're used to coming to school, being given information, and then doing something with that information. But when you open the gates of just what do you wonder or what problems do you want to solve? That's a big 180, and it's hard for some of them to make that turn without building that skill. And so a wonder walk is very similar to that problem identification that I address in the skills enhancement suite. And the way that it works is you simply go on a walk with your students, right? Either around the campus or around the you know, you could go outside, you could stay inside and you give them, you know, maybe a maybe a sheet somewhere for them to document and you just challenge them to write down at least 10, at least 20, at least 15 wonders that they see as we're walking. What are some things that you wonder about? You know, and one of the things may be I wonder <laughs> I wonder how this bell outside of the building, I wonder how that bell works to get into communication with the secretary at the front desk. It could be that simple. They may come up with wonders that you've never thought about, that you would never imagine. I'm telling you, they will blow your mind. So again, challenge them to write a specific number of wonders, because if you don't, they're going to write down three and be like, okay, I'm done. And they're just going to want to visit the rest of the time. So make sure that you tell them we're going on a 15 minute walk by the end of that 15 minutes you need to have this many wonders and um i just think that uh walking and wondering is very cool because it gives them an opportunity to see a lot of things if you don't have time to do this in class this is also something you could ask your families to do like hey this summer take your students on a walk take your learner on a walk wherever you go on vacation and let them write down their wonders or, you know, when you guys are at home and you're going for a family walk, 
Do you mind letting them write down some of the things that they see and wonder about? And what I love about all of these things, whether it be a wonder walk or a wonder wall, is that you can utilize this as an extension in the classroom. When students have finished their work early or they've already mastered what's being taught, they can then pull out their wonders from their wonder walk or they can pull a wonder off of the wonder wall and they can explore and look for information around that wonder so i just think wonder walks like i sometimes take wonder walks myself um, because it, they're just refreshing and it gets me into that space where i'm asking the hard questions and i'm intentional about noticing the things around me and so i would just ask you guys to before you implement wonder walks with your learners take a wonder walk yourself so you kind of know what it feels like what they're going to experience so that you can make the experience as meaningful as you can for them so wonder walks check that out again i'll put some resources things you can utilize in the show notes so definitely check that out all right last thing so we've talked about wonder walls wonder walks and now we're going to talk about wonder wednesdays i've talked about these for a long time but what i love about a wonder wednesday is that it's an intentional time and space for students to wonder and i i, I know that when i was in the classroom i would have the best of intentions like it was like i would hear a podcast like this and think okay we're going to make wonder a priority and then i would get back into the classroom and we would get into our rhythm and i would just things would just get pushed to the back burner, not because I didn't think they were important, not because I didn't get it, but I just had other things that were expected of me and boxes I had to check. And it just, honestly, if it there wasn't an intentional time and space, it just didn't happen. So Wonder Wednesdays gives us that intentional time and space to give our learners the opportunity to wonder. So here's what I think this could look like. First of all, if you haven't heard of wonderopolis.org, do yourself a favor and check it out as soon as possible. I know if you listen to this podcast, I mentioned it a lot, but it's just one of my favorite resources because it's so powerful. So I love the idea of on Wednesdays, just like give your kids 10, 15 minutes to explore a wonder on wonderopolis and to document the things that they've learned from that wonder if you're thinking to yourself where would they document that at again you can check out the show notes and i will have some slides there that you can utilize with your learners for them to share what wonder they've explored and also um, what they've learned from that wonder if you're thinking about implementing Genius Hour in the classroom, I love this because if you have your students do Wonder Wednesday just a few times, you can go look at what they're exploring on Wonder Wednesdays and you might actually see a pattern. So you might see a student who is looking for things like tornadoes, hurricanes, thunderstorms. They're interested in meteorology, right? And so this gives us an opportunity to get to know who our learners are and what they're interested in, which is really important before implementing something like Genius Hour in the classroom. But again, it just exposes them to new ideas and new thoughts that they just haven't ever had a had time to consider. You know, when you come into class and your entire day is planned out for you, you're going to do this, then you're going to do this, then you're going to do this, and you never have time to think about what do I want to learn about? Um, that's not okay. There should be intentional time for them to consider what they wonder and what they want to learn about, which is why I'm such a big advocate for Genius Hour and Passion Projects in the classroom. So Wonder Wednesday, 
You could use Wonderopolis. Um, there are so many other great resources you can utilize. I'll put some other ideas um, in the show notes for you to check out. But Wonderopolis, I think, is a great place to start. But again, it's just that intentional time and space for them to wonder and for you as the teacher to give them that, that space to do so. So whether you utilize Wonder Walls, Wonder Walks, or Wonder Wednesdays. Those are all really simple ways that you can start to cultivate that willingness to wonder in your students. Because as they begin to grow that willingness to wonder, they're going to be better prepared for what they're going to experience beyond the walls of the classroom. They're going to begin to ask deeper questions when it comes to the content that is being covered in class. And they're going to be able to do things like Genius Hour and Passion Projects without that pushback because they won't be as uncomfortable. So you guys check it out. Think about those three. I'd love to hear from you if you implement any of those ideas just to let me know how it goes. As always, I appreciate you guys so much. Thank you for listening. Have a great week. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of A Meaningful Mess. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights for engaging and empowering gifted learners. If you'd like to connect with me and explore more resources, please visit my website at andymcnair.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at a underscore meaningful underscore mess for regular updates, discussions, and a vibrant community of educators dedicated to making a difference. Your support means the world to me, and I appreciate you being a part of this journey. If you have any questions, feedback, or topics you'd like for me to explore in future episodes, don't hesitate to reach out. Remember, you have the power to create meaningful and impactful learning experiences for your gifted students. Keep up the fantastic work, and thank you for joining me on A Meaningful Mess. Until next time, keep finding meaning in your mess. Happy teaching and learning. I'll talk to you soon.